0: Log Talk Radio.
1: everyone. Welcome to our humble little show, the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Huh, I'm having problems with my email. Um well here we are and I must post to the show or to our pages before I get into the chat room. We're opening chat, I guess.
2: Yeah.
1: So we're chatting with ourselves currently. So um Hopefully, we'll have some others join us. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. And I am typing that out as we speak. And it is difficult for me to type and talk at the same time. What else? Let me stop typing. We'd like you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Radio profile. The Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Um, And that's it. That's it. Oh, donations, you can make donations to our show. Our donation page is linked on our show description on our BogTruck radio page. I probably should put it on our Facebook too. Okay, so we can get started. Lots of potential things to talk about. Something, well, something that struck me, it was the article that you showed me yesterday, actually. And initially, when you showed me the article, Neil, I, I thought, um, you know, it was going to be a positive ending. So the article was about a couple that lives. Well, I, where do they live exactly? The Location of that couple, the Snowden couple?
0: Well, it's up
2: north somewhere.
1: somewhere up north. Yeah, they've moved from the Bay Area to some, uh, some town, maybe near Tahoe area. I don't know. Um, and the you know it was their dream to live in the in the woods in the sierras, and obviously, California received a tremendous amount of rain this year, and in those areas people got snowed in, and they were snowed in in fact, and uh, the the husband they had two children the the uh father and the mother two small children. He was afraid, worried that they were going to be afraid of the dark. So he went to turn on the lights or something outside. I don't, I don't remember. Check I had the generator added. to make sure it was, kept working because he didn't want his children to be afraid. And he ended up getting, um, he f- fell into, he, he got it, it, like an avalanche of snow on top of yeah. him and was stuck in the snow. And then his wife called, um, someone she had been communicating with from Cal Fire on Facebook who did come out, but she ended up falling in with him and he ended up dying. They were 40, uh, 43 years old, yeah, exactly. 43 years old. I mean, I was shocked. I thought they, you know, I thought the story was going to be that he survived and made it out and he didn't. And you think, my God, when tragedies like the strike, when people face tragedies every day, but when you're you know living your life and and you've got your kids and you've moved to your dream location and you think everything's going great and then you lose everything and the irony about it is as well she is a behavioral behavioral specialist for children and now she's completely traumatized she says she's can't stand the sight of snow she i mean you know the smell of gasoline makes her, it was a gasoline or something that may, triggers her, whatever, because he died of carbon monoxide poisoning, yeah. they think. And so she's going through tremendous trauma and dealing with two children that don't have a father anymore. Just shocking. And I said, well, you weren't home, but I said, he's got a 10 in his birth date. And if the birth date is correct, because it wasn't a he, he's not born in California. In California, you can actually look up people's birth dates up to the point of 1995, and then they stopped doing it for reasons of privacy. But he was not born in California. But I was able to find a public record with his birth date and her birth date, his birth date, um, 6, 10, Her birth date was March 28, 1979. But the article says she turned 43 this year, which would make her um, which would make her 44, actually. So there may be a discrepancy in the birth date.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, for the article, karma, one of the two. Well, first of all, karma has no mercy. Right. If there's a, there, there's the, It's the laws of karma. It's not the feeling of karma. Karma has nothing to do with feeling. It has to do with laws, retribution, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Karma can sometimes be adjusted, It can sometimes be compromised, it can sometimes be worked with, but there is a significant section of karma that is just, this is what's going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, and the thing is, just to point out, that karma, I mean, you know, look at children that come into the world like geniuses, for example, you know, they're going to Harvard at, you know, age 7 or 10 or whatever, that's karma too. So it can be positive, but it yes, isn't. Karma but it's neutral. Too. It's I, I mm. mean not. The, I mean it can be positive and negative, but karma itself
2: as a force is neutral. Yeah. So, in this case, it involved a tribal situation because it wasn't like the father died on the road somewhere or overseas. So he goes outside to make sure that his children have lights. And in the process of activating the generator, a a, a ton of snow falls on him, thus creating a deep hole now with the walls of snow. And he's stuck at the bottom of it. And the wife now becomes immediately involved because she's wondering where he is. And she uh, goes out to investigate and sees him stuck down there and think she can pull him out and in the process of trying to pull him out she falls in too and is now stuck with him noting that he's probably dead already. Now the children inside the house, a few children somehow get alerted and now they come out. And the daughter decides to try to lift the mother up by sticking her legs down into the hole, she can climb up. The mother, realizing the daughter won't be strong enough to do it and will probably fall in with her, tells her not to uh, not to back off. So this whole family's involved. The son is is there by the side. Right, they're, they're throwing they're blankets
1: involved.
2: in to the hole to, to, the to keep their parents warm. Uh. Now the
1: neighbor, a neighbor... That they never met, but she they communicated never met. With, and his wife was eight and a half months pregnant, and she, you know, she he had to leave her. Who knows if she's going to go into labor in yeah. this situation where there's no way out because the roads are so. I mean, there's a way out, but it's a slow journey to anywhere to civilization.
2: Yeah. Now they get involved. Look how the troubles <clears throat> this is happening. Now they get involved. He eventually is able to pull her out because he's strong. So he pulls her out. And then the story totally has a tragic end in regard to the father who uh, was a tough guy but loving and sentimental at the same time did anything for his kids. So this is a tribal now situation of karma. And this karma that comes into the family's unit filled with chaos I mean just waiting on one level you can say it was an accident a tragic accident and it just was a roll of events that eventually played out you get on another book from the shelf and you say okay so why you know God's will um, that's the way the world is it's physics it's snow it was bad timing Yeah, what if he
1: didn't go outside? You know, he could just be avoided.
2: And then there's karma. And so what we have to deal with karma is the ultimate sense that with it comes chaos. When we look at chaos in the world, random chaos, there's chaos going on on our planet. It's always been chaos. But when when we take out of context chapters of chaos, and we try to explain it. One heading could be the rules of karma, which brings in chaos. Now that gets us down to a more of an individual degree, which is this. How does one deal with the chaos in one's life if the chaos slash karmic doesn't have an inevitable end, if there's no firm conclusion, How does one deal with the general sense? Not anxiety. Anxiety is produced from within. But how does one deal with chaos? Chaos is something that comes from without, that impacts. Anxiety comes from within. It may be generated by some thought of the outside world, but it's a state that is generally expressed as a state of being. Chaos is not a state of being. Chaos is a state of affairs. It's what's happening outside of us. So how do we deal with chaos? Panic. If we can.
1: Panic. Panic, freak out.
2: Freak out. Um, we run. Uh,
1: throw temper tantrum.
2: The 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 first rule Attack of, people. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Physically. Yeah. Your options are wonderful. I, I thought so. Uh, well,
1: you know, I want to give the callers and listeners, you know, several several yeah, ideas well, on how to they, how to cope in, in situations they, where they're can um, they can work. They chaotic.
2: They can work. Facing chaos. If I mean flight or flight? fight. Fight yeah. or flight. Fight or flight. So um, we could say that every pilot is a coward. So when we deal with, how do we deal with chaos? If we have nothing else to deal with, we have one chakra that can work. And <laughs> our, well, we, we have many chakras that can work from the bottom. Up, yeah. the, well, yeah, you're right. the first one, it doesn't take much effort. I mean, it's going to work usually no matter what, unless you take an X-lax. The second chakra, well, maybe you need to be attracted to someone. The third chakra, you need to have an appetite. Okay, so <laughs> it, it, the one chakra to deal with in terms of, uh, in terms of and no, it's not being scared shitless. Right. <laughs> that <it>. was, yes. <laughs> uh, it, the one chakra we have to deal with that is most predominant. Of course, you need your brain. So okay, so there's the six chakra. The four chakra.
1: I knew it. I knew it. The balance
0: chakra. The balance. Of course.
2: Yeah. You need. You need to center yourself and just be calm. There's a great scene in um, in the book and the movie Deliverance, played by John Boyd, where he has to climb this mountain to kill one of the um, one of the kind of deviant. Uh, What do you call it? Not Outback, but Deviant He's
1: like an Appalachian. Was it an Appalachian? Is that what it it took place? I don't remember. Georgia. Well, that's not
2: Appalachians.
1: Um, But anyway, they were like hillbillies.
2: Yeah, one of the hillbillies or whatever you want to call them. He had to go up there and and kill them or they weren't going to be able to escape because the guy was up there with a gun. So here is... um, uh, Burt Reynolds who, who was the big macho he he's broken his leg and his hip and the bone sticking out he can't he's immobilized Ned Beatty, the chubby guy is kind of not built for anything like this and their other friend uh, Ronnie Cox has already drowned so it's up to John Voigt to go up there and uh, and kill this guy, but he's got to climb the mountain. With a bow and arrow. And everyone's, well, the ones that are there are yelling at him, you got to do it, you got to do it. And John Boyd is not built for this kind of action. And they're all arguing with him. And he finally says, okay, stop, stop, enough. And he it's a great scene. He centers himself, takes a deep breath, and he decides to climb this mountain. And the way it's filmed is very terrifying and intense. And he gets up there, finally gets up there. I mean, the climb itself, you know, this is chaos. The climb itself is horrible. And when he gets to the top, he sort of takes a breather. And then he finally, through the bushes, sees the uh, the killer, the potential killer, with his old shotgun waiting for uh, light to come so he could shoot the guys down below. And now he has to use his bow and arrow and kill this guy. And there's already a previous scene where he was going to shoot an arrow, uh, shoot a deer with his bow and arrow, and freaks out and stops. He he can't do it. He shoots it, but but he purposely misses after he kind of screams while he's shooting because it's just too much for him.
1: What, why, why, why did you do that to
2: practice shooting? Target, I, is it like I think Target? He, I, shooting? I, you know, Burt Reynolds was macho and he's encouraging everybody to be macho. And, well, it's nice and
0: that, John that they did. John Boyd sh-
2: John, John Boy sees the deer, as I recall. And there's a book, you know, I don't remember. Much better,
0: but I don't he, remember. He's
2: going to shoot the deer. Was, I mean, and I he, remember shaking He starts movie, shaking and, and he lets the arrow go, but he does it like in panic.
1: Oh, I don't want to think and about it. the shooting. deer runs away. It's not talk about So now he's got
2: a man away. in front of him. And he's yeah. going to have to shoot this guy. They should and,
1: have practiced on the deer. Maybe he should have shot. And,
2: Well, that, then, you see, but he's using his fourth chakra. Breathing, he's trying to keep steady. He's trying to keep his mind steady. Well, as the scene carries out, he does, the guy sees him and comes towards him with his gun. And uh, in the meantime, uh, John Voigt shoots the arrow at the guy, but he doesn't know whether he hit him or not. And then John Voigt lands backward on, the, on one of the arrows that was an extra arrow that he had uh, around his shoulder. He falls back on it. So now he's impaled on, this side of his, on the side of his body. And this guy is slowly walking towards him, holding the gun. Chaos, total chaos. Well, what happens is he did make a direct hit, and the guy ends up falling over and dying before he can lift the gun up and kill him.
0: This is a
1: long
2: story. It was a, it was a, it was a long movie. Well, the story. Is I off. just told you one scene. Let's yeah. start in the beginning. Okay, so these two guys are. Um, so uh, you know why? What, why does that? Why does that come up? Well,
1: well, I mean it's I did obvious,
2: obvious. Well, because you know we make we try to make sense of chaos, and when chaos occurs in our individual life, it, it's good to keep in touch with your fourth chakra, to balance, to balance your breathing, to practice being calm. Even if you, even if you organically experience something that produces fear or tension, practice your breathing, even when you don't have to pretend. Practice.
1: So we were talking, we had a minor technical problem. No, we didn't. The
2: universe produced chaos. (laughs)
1: So
2: the universe wants to demonstrate um, uh, uh, when we went off the air. I didn't breathe properly, and I urinated all over (laughs) myself.
1: And I ran screaming out of the uh, out of the house. Yeah, uh,
2: so don't uh, follow. Knocking on on
1: the neighbor's door, but but But, what you were saying? Well, I do, but you distracted me. So you were saying how I believe what was being stated was how to keep balanced during a chaotic situation. And I want to interject something that sometimes certain people. Certain people, we won't mention who, have better balance during truly chaotic situations than minor situations. So it's interesting. People that are, there are people that snap easier at smaller I- issues or incidents that happen, but are able to keep a cool head
2: in... Well, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I, you know, I've always right. I've prided myself on that. Trip. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, it it is it is something that we have to think about now. Just look at it another way. Our nation, we have national chaos now. I mean, there's chaos in the on the planet. There's chaos in the atmosphere. There's chaos around the world. How do we deal with it? We get a lot of people calling us up. Just saying, what's going to happen? What are we got What's going to happen with the world? Are we having nuclear war?
1: That reminds me Basically, something to keep you them intact, the I show. say
2: yes. Uh, yes, we're having national war. Nuclear or a a national? Shelter. Huh?
1: Nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> you said national war. Well, uh, well, way. we
2: have nuclear war. A lot of people are very concerned right now about the state of the nuclear world. war.
0: Yeah. Well, China
2: uh, and France, and, uh, and Russia, and Ukraine. And,
0: Iran and Iran.
2: Uh, North Korea, Iraq, Israel, um, Hawaii, Saudi Arabia,
0: Hawaii,
1: uh, the, the, you, you, uh, Guam, and yeah. U.S. Guam and and the other right. outlying territories.
2: We have we have oh boy, we have got chaos not just in River City, we've oh. got chaos everywhere. Gosh. So how do we deal with it? How do how, how what how do we well, how do we make sense of it? Well, to make sense of it, you have to kind of accept it. We live in a in a diversity that doesn't respect boundaries and that can be quite brutal. I mean, you can you can get on a you can get on a um, on a tram or or a bus. And be knifed to death, just sitting there. Right. I
0: mean, I that you, just know,
2: happened you can recently. can be walking, and, and a car can plow through a crowd. Chaos. Or
1: you get diagnosed with a, you know, life-threatening illness. I mean, there's right.
2: all all kinds
1: of ways your life can become chaotic. You can be, yeah, you, know, you know, everybody's healthy, but your spouse leaves you for a, a yeah. another individual. And, there are, you see. So in other words, suffer, chaos I mean, doesn't fight to survive.
2: It's a monster that, what are you going to say, you know? You're going to sit there and do some breathing exercises while someone's attacking with a knife? You know, that's a matter of defense or (laughs) running or just praying to God. So there's not always an easy way to deal with chaos. But on a practical level, when we're feeling chaos in our life, it doesn't immediately kill us or is is kind of basically non-threatening, but it's still chaotic. But then that's where the breath comes in and, and the sense of balance and sorting things out. And, and maybe it takes a little bit of rationalization, analyzing the situation, being, you know, the three Cs, calm, cool, and collected. Um, but those are, those are the attitudes. And so we should recognize the value, the intensity and the efficiency of our chakra systems so that at any given time we know exactly how to use either one or all of them at once. Can you use all your chakras at once? Yeah. You could actually use them all at once, like a juggler.
1: Well in this case, obviously, you know, the the event that caused him to perish I mean, demanded a certain amount of balance, which I think, I think, I I I, I think the wife. Was somewhat balanced in her response trying to manage her children trying to reach out for help jumping into the hole that he was in trying to save him She I think was the one who discovered he was had no pulse anymore So she was in there with him dead, but then you know at that point she wasn't going to be able to get out either unless she was Rescued by by um, the fire department, but you know now her life from that chaotic moment moves into another form of chaos
2: which is a complete irony, disruption of her life. The irony is I think he was an air conditioner guy. He worked on He did,
1: yeah, that's true. So That's uh, true and the, the fact that, and the behavioral specialist
2: piece also yeah.
1: ironic as I mentioned before. So it, interesting that in their in their you know, now she's having to balance her life when she was balancing others and I don't know how good of a behavioral specialist she is. You know, it, you know. it's
2: kind of but, too bad if you take into this belief that we all don't come in with a book of karma so we know exactly what we have to deal with. There's something that happens somewhere in our development where we lost the ability to be immediately omniscient. And to be able to understand the pathways that have led us here and what we're supposed to do, because most human beings are are dealing with karma that they have no choice over, debts that they have to pay off, and actions that have to be completed or corrected or dealt with, and then there is this other dessert where we get to be most of us, some of us get to be creative and um, uh, and utilize our abilities. I was reading about this guy. He was in the movie Freaks. He had no limbs. He was like a snake. And he was very, he, he taught himself how to, uh, he's a very famous guy who's in Freaks. He taught himself how to, uh, but he looked, like a, he looked like a, he looked like a snake with a human head or a slug. And he learned how to uh, light a cigarette, shave himself. He could do a, a lot of things with just the use of his mouth and the coordination of his neck muscles and the attitude of how his brain worked to get to get some things accomplished. Well, fortunately for him, Barnum uh, noted him and he became... Renowned in uh, in the circus unit, he he traveled around around the world. He was honored, applauded. I mean, uh, there are many things that he did that uh, helped service his life in such a way that, to him, this is the way I'm born, and this is what I'll learn to do, and that's what he did. Uh, I think he even had children, got married, and had children. Uh, But then after one act, I think he was in his 40s or 50s, he suffered a heart attack. And that was the end of it. But he did uh, receive success and recognition throughout his life. Now, Now, is that chaos? Yeah, I mean, I think it's some form of chaos that he had to deal with and utilize. But when we look at these extraordinary examples of people who are born with... Severe deformities, and they make use of their life, and you can see these things on YouTube you can watch you know if you have this if you have the heart for it, you can watch how people with horrible deformities make something of their life uh, okay. um, but you know again when it, we can capture all of this discussion under the heading of chaos. And, and, you know, which involves external and internal conflict and how we deal with it and how we make the most of it. So, you know, instead of looking at how life is diminished, look at what you can do with life in order to make it abundant. And then we have the idea of survival. And then we have the idea of the promotion of life and beating the odds and all that kind of thing. So it's interesting that uh, it, as we look at the human condition on a psychic show and we try to formulate some thought pattern that might help others, uh, we can't deny the, the power of chakras and the power, and, and the power of God.
1: So, I mean, in this situation, the power of God, I mean, what would have been nice is, you know, if some divine force would have intervened and saved this man's life and they would have all gotten out safely, and yes, there would have been trauma to get over, but they would have been able to perhaps move on with their lives and, and and heal. But And, you know, hopefully this woman and her children will be able to heal from the trauma that they experienced. But in this tribal situation that, you know, involved the neighbors, involved the family, we also have to look at, whether this was a karmic destiny or not, whether it could have been avoided, I don't think that it could have been avoided. I don't think it could have been avoided. I think it was an unavoidable tragedy that he and the rest of the family were set to face at this point in their lives. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you know, you think, well, could, could I have been more careful? And yes, you have to exercise caution because there are, there, there is creative destiny and. You can create chaos because you're careless and it doesn't have to be necessarily a karmic destiny that creates chaos. In this case, I think it was karmic destiny personally. I don't think it could have been avoided. And I don't think he was being tremendously careless either. I mean, he went outside to check the generator and I mean, he was trying to, and as she said, all he was doing was trying to make sure we were safe.
2: He, which is children have lights yeah so uh and then it was lights out but you know then it <laughs> <God>. i was <laughs> cheap yeah that was a cheap one <laughs> well you know life was fragile uh but then you you know you bring up this interesting concept you don't i think, always do you don't think it was enough see there's a there's a general fine line between i don't think or I don't believe. Uh, I mean, belief involves thinking. Okay,
1: I don't perceive. I'm sorry. Let me just change well, no, my no, you,
2: you believe in karma. Well, you don't yeah. think karma. You believe no. in it.
1: We can't think right. karma. No, no. Okay, so, but, I, uh, uh, okay, I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah, it's too, too intangible. Uh,
1: well. It's too abstract. Semantics,
2: I'm sorry. Well, no, is, is it, no, it's not that. It's not a correction. It's a discussion. In the order of how our brains work, between the thought pattern of thinking some, some something or believing something, it's a strange, oh. interesting concept because belief doesn't require evidence.
0: Right, belief and
2: saying, you know, then we get to the anything.
1: idea of faith and all this. But yeah, you're, you're right. It's I believe I do believe in karma, and it's I'm very sad right now, actually.
2: Well, uh, you know, um, the, the, the idea that uh, if you go into a court of law, they don't care about belief. Court of law does not care about belief. They don't care what you believe or what you feel. And to some extent, they don't even care about what you think. Unless sometimes in the court they of care law, about facts. They there, are, no there facts. are
1: there are. You're right, but there are judges that will be swayed by emotion, circumstance. It depends on the
2: individual that's trying. it. Sure, takes. and there's corrupt judges too. Exactly. That, that so it is that defy the odds of all such matters. But but it, generally speaking, we the psychic world
1: and, and how many, sorry, I want to interrupt. How many times, uh, Jennifer just chimed in. It was true about law. but How many times has law, the law been, been bent for criminals? And then, you know, they go out there like domestic violence or uh, people that commit domestic violence and they're given, uh, another chance. And then they go out and murder their spouse. So, I mean, the law is not always, you know followed by the judges that are meeting out the no punishment. And they
2: imprison innocent people too and then you know give them three million for having spent right so
1: yeah that was another thing so what i read this is a good point An article i read yesterday there's a man in texas now he's a real jerk i mean repeat offender domestic violence he was beating the crap out of his girlfriend, and he was detained by police officers and put in the car, was kicking the car seats from the inside of the, of the car, and started spitting at the officers, and he ended up being sentenced to 70 years in prison for spitting at police officers. This is in Texas. This is a black man. We obviously know that this is totally racist sentence. It was Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock. It was Lubbock, Texas. You wrote a book. It took place in Lubbock, Texas. But anyway, I mean, talk about injustice. The guy's a creep. The guy's a creep. But does he deserve to go to prison for 70 years for spitting at police officers? Absolutely not. I mean, even for beating his girlfriend, no. I mean, should there be a restraining order? Uh, Yes. Should there be prison time for beating his girlfriend? Yes. But the fact that the punishment is for spinning at officers i mean what what about the crime he committed about the girlfriend i mean it wasn't even mentioned in the article yeah we don't know
2: exactly what he did there but 70 years there was no death anymore. i mean it's ridiculous and spinning sure at police
1: officers that they're so so uh, uh, elevated <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah
1: that 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 they deserve that this man deserves to be punished yeah. that way lubbock's like
2: they're place. gods please, considered please. The dirtiest, it was one time considered the dustiest place on the planet uh so uh you know when we get into did Jennifer want to say anything I don't no, no, she's in chat oh so uh so uh, you know as we as we look at this system and we we deal in the world of psychic energy i mean you know the only way we psychics can can be factual is when they get validation and it's correct, and it's extraordinary it's not generalized and so you just say, well, it's either heightened association or high luck, or the matter of the ratio between, you know, chance. You know, you pull ten cards, you know, and you're going to get three, three times. It's either that, or someone is downright factually psychic, but that can be proved. It being a psychic can never be proven. Because it's always under the category that it could just be coincidence, happen chance, or something like that. Or, or maybe maybe a heightened kind of sense. But let's face it, for a psychic to promote the idea that what they do is fact is ridiculous. It is not, not even in my shoes, it is not fact. And it can what about, be in this
0: fact. What about
1: in your briefs?
2: Huh?
1: What about in your briefs?
2: Those are farts.
1: <laughs> Those aren't facts. <laughs> Neil, shut up. <laughs> um, why would you even... Why would you even bring that up? Uh, you why said you in my shoes. <laughs> you said in my shoes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so disgusted. Well... Um, <laughs> This is up. I, I'm I'm crying. I'm laughing. What what's yeah, running is on this show? <laughs> yeah.
2: Come to the category uh, So uh, so you know I mean it, it. It would be nice to say that the psychic world is a factual world. That would be wonderful. And you know but, um, <laughs> that that people who are psychics deal with facts. They don't, and that's not in groundbreaking uh, revelation uh, by any means. But it, it is significant to the, to the extent that that most jobs in the world deal with facts. We, we deal with facts, bankers, plumbers, electricians, sometimes, and, you know, in most professions. There's a factual basis for it. Even in the arts, you deal with notes. You deal with uh, punctuation, you, you know, I mean in fiction, maybe you don't deal with facts, but but that's another category. You're dealing with language. In the psychic world, you're not dealing with anything. you're dealing with air. You're, you're dealing with something that you think the brain can, or the spirit, or the third eye, or whatever weird thing is giving you information there's no facts on that. You know, there's just no facts on it. So when we when we try to when we try to corral our profession into some legitimate basis, that's why it's termed entertainment. Because it there's no reason to call it anything but entertainment. Now there can be great entertainers and they're like wonderful but you can't say that uh, Julie Garland dealt in facts. You can't say that um, Stravinsky. Well, Stravinsky maybe. Dealt yeah, in I facts think he dealt of with facts as music. music. Yeah. But you know, when you have a certain talent, you know, comedians <laughs> can be accurate about the way they observe the world. And, and, and we and
1: wait, wait, I want to just stop and say we have many. <laughs> They're so varied. But go on. Yeah,
2: but you know, I mean. Psychics are are just weird. They're weird people. They Wait a second. Yeah. No. They are. Don't I, they are classify
1: weird. me as weird.
2: Well, I, you are weird with that thing on your head. <laughs> no, I do have. A, it's cute. Well, um, um, she has a monkey on her head. No, I have it. a. I have a. It's a
1: like a. What is it? It's like a, a an ear muff. You warm, pull it over your it. head. It's something. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's
2: what they used it's to have for like things in the old days. But the idea that uh, no, we no what <laughs> what uh, what does this? Uh, they sit there and they tell people things. And what are they basing it on? A vision? I mean, this. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a bad thing to say. But it's. A, but it's a fact. It's a fact that psychics don't deal in facts. They can claim to, but they aren't. They don't deal in facts. They can be accurate. And what they say can have basis that pertain to reality or outcome. And then you can, after the fact, say it's a fact, but they don't deal in facts. They they deal in, in these other words, premonition, vision, feeling, vibration. These are not essentially facts, even though you may say a vibration can be, be a fact in, in physics.
1: I know you're on a tangent, but I, I want to say something before. Our ta- well, we no, have 15 I'm minutes. I'm not on a tangent, huh? <laughs> well, we're talking about abstraction and, yeah. and, and physicality. Tangent, chair. So, um, no, you can go on. But we have 15 minutes. I just wanted to... The reason I about why I was upset because it was that why I got so upset, it wasn't about the family actually necessarily because well, I am upset about it and I feel, you know, compassion for the family and and for what they have to face going forward. But something else that came to mind during this conversation was about Carmen. We often talk about animals and the fact that, you know, animals don't hold karma within their soul so they don't die and go up and get judged and, you know, either transcend or get sent back to the planet based on their actions. But animals are subject to the karma of the planet because they're on the planet. They're subject to karma. Yeah. And so we we're talking about Texas and something that happened in Texas. I've been reading these horrible Apple news. It's great, actually. It's a great um, app for news because they their there are news from many, many different, I mean, like all the periodicals and, and, and um, newspapers. So, so there's a variety, variety of articles and things you wouldn't find like in the L.A. Times necessarily because the L.A. Times is kind of not a great paper. But anyway, uh, recently there was an explosion due to a malfunction of equipment at a dairy farm and 16,000 cows died. 16,000 cows. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the pollution, first of all, what people must be experiencing in that area because of that type of explosion and that m- massive amount of carnage. But, I mean, why did, first of all, these cows are on a dairy farm, which is terrible.
2: Well, the you know, the idea that uh, and cows have a have a bad lot in life. I mean, they're completely animals, of burden, and uh, they serve humankind. And their conditions are very bad. There are nice dairies, and not to say that there aren't nice dairies. Very few are far between. Do there, do. there
1: are. I mean, you know, and there some are. cows
2: get to graze and pasture, but so to steer. I mean, ultimately, they're sold for beef or. Yeah. It,
1: and it's difficult if you're a cheese eater, or I'm a vegetarian, I do, I don't like, I'm not a huge milk drinker, but I'll have like, you know, half and half in my coffee, but it's difficult or if you eat yogurt, I mean, I get my milk from a, from a, um, from a company that I'm well familiar with and have been drinking their milk for years and years or using their products for years and years. And I know for a fact, because I lived in the area that the farm, that cows roam. I mean, they roam free, not on every farm because they source from multiple farms. And some of them are more, you know, traditional than others. But many of them do roam free on the beautiful hillsides. I mean, beautiful Baird and Hills. However, if you eat cheese, if you eat yogurt, and, and especially if they're commercial products, um, you don't know how the animals
2: are treated. I mean, you just yeah. don't. And the calves are sold for and they, they're, they're so trivial. Left, they're torn from their mothers, and there's a lot of crying that goes on, and horrible, horrible things. They try to keep the calves corralled together, but you know, I mean, we don't. We live in such an imperfect world, in terms of of um, you know, a rancher bemoaning the fact that his cow was killed by a wolf. But and so it couldn't be raised for, and killed for beef, for beef so right. be by a human, you know, because it's property.
1: Well, yeah. And then you know, another article I read again, Apple News, horses, horses. We have rules in the United States. We've got a collar. Um, r- r- real quick. Uh,
2: well, let's get to the collar.
1: Real quick. Um. Um. What was I saying? Uh, Horses. Yeah, we'll get to the color in just a moment. So the horses, horses in the United States, the FDA banned sale of horse meat. Or so, so it's like 2007 or something like that. So what the horses are, what happens to the horses now is they're shipped to Canada and Mexico. So race horses, wild horses, show horses all these horses are shipped off to canada and mexico where they're kept in horrible horrible conditions before they're slaughtered for meat to be sold in the european union and in asian countries where it's a delicacy to eat horse meat disgusting disgusting we have these laws in place in the united states to protect horses, but what happens to the horses in the United States is they just get sold to other countries. Yeah. So those laws are circumvented. It's it's terrible. I mean,
2: and the girl and that she 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 her, her, a goat uh, a goat was her was her pet. And the fair, fair um, forced the Sonoma Fair forced her to sell the goat. Was it that, was
1: that Sonoma County Fair? I think it was. Are you kidding me? I
2: think it was. I think it well, was. figures. So, you know, because it's property. But,
1: you know. Uh, that poor girl. It, uh, and, uh, and her karma. What happened, what happened to You know, you think about that. What is it that she did in a past life because she had to be cruel to animals in some form or another to have to experience well, a separation like that? The story.
2: I don't know about the interpretation there, but well, it's a tragic event in terms of where we are in the immediate stage. Okay, let's take the caller.
1: Hi. Are you talking to me? Yes, 415. Hi. I'm oh, talking to
0: hi. 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 Well, I'm very close to him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? <laughs> yes. Hi, my name is Teresa. I have a quick question because I know you don't have much time left. Okay. I've been working on a lawsuit and I've been doing all of the accounting for an estate. And we have been writing for several years to the executor, the trustee of the executor with no response. We are filing a lawsuit and we've not heard from him or his attorney. They never respond to anything. So now we're filing the complaint. I'm wondering if they're going to blow that off too.
1: What's your birthday?
0: April 10th, 1960. It's not Happy my birthday. estate. Happy I'm birthday. I'm working on it. Oh, well, thank you.
1: So you're you this is your you're working on the estate. Is this a project for someone in your family, or is this your career?
0: It's, well, both. I'm doing it as consulting, but they're also friends of mine. Okay. And their father, their father passed away, and I've been doing the accounting and doing um, all of the legal violations. We have been writing <laughs> the executor for several years, and they never respond. Him and his attorney never respond. We're now filing the complaint. I'm wondering if they're going to respond to that.
2: The complaint. It, how how does the complaint? It's a lawsuit. It, hmm? Oh, yeah. They they by law they will have to. I mean, that, yeah. yeah they, they they haven't
0: they, done anything by law.
2: I know, but in filing a complaint now it gets into a different category, where uh, legal matters can can preside over the ignorance and uh, and it, it, the, the non-action on the other party. So if you're asking us psychically, not intellectually, but if you're asking us psychically, are they going to respond? Their attitude will be no, but their conference in terms of the repercussions, I think going to, I psychically feel going to be compelled to respond and if you can take this to a higher level regarding the Bar Association um, because they have to so so they're getting away with as much as they can and so you're not dealing with with you're not dealing with a legitimate source here and there's reasons probably why but do but if you're saying well you guys the psychics think this is going to go anywhere I do I do, and I believe that uh, com- that actually there'll be some compelling factors that will kick in, even if you have to go one step further in your in your deep discovery as to how you can promote a reaction. Uh, it will be done, and I think justice will be served. I don't know what the estate is worth if it's anywhere above or below a million, but that figure is yeah. rattling around in my, my head. What is it? It's more. Yeah, I I figured it. I figured that a million was going to be a medium mark, as so, opposed to under. Correct. So, so I believe you're going to be able to get something out of this. And what you're dealing with is is ignorant greed.
1: So are we talking? They're trying to
0: one, steal the whole estate.
1: Are we talking about one one to three million? Or would it be yes. more one to three million?
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're yeah, uh, in
1: the ballpark you're,
2: here. You're going to, uh, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but then you're asking us psychically what might kick in. if we, Correct. As, go ahead. We're no, gonna, I agree with you. Oh, so if we as psychics peek into the future without understanding all the steps that got us there, we see something being done. And so don't give up your battle I don't know, in terms of our general ignorant knowledge, if you can take this to the bar, if you can get other uh, objective positions to... uh, Well,
0: we're filing a complaint to compel the executor to do anything.
2: To do anything. To do do
0: something. To compel (laughs) him to do his fiduciary duties.
2: Yeah.
1: He's done nothing
2: in
0: three years.
1: But isn't the lawyer I mean isn't his lawyer somewhat liable as well, and isn't the, the suggestion, so suggesting the, the suggestion to report to the bar that the lawyer is not acting in his you know capacity the, cor- correctly. That was not well worded, but you know what i mean? You understand yeah. the gist of what well, I'm saying. Well, I don't
0: know if I, I don't know if the executor is paid him, and maybe that's why he's not performing his job. I don't know what the relationship is, but the guy uh, well, who's the executor lies all the time.
1: Well, it's difficult because I, without a complaint, I mean, you still could comp- complain to the bar and that will be uncovered by the bar if he's not being paid then then the lawyer may have you know he, he can be excused from his responsibility yeah i wouldn't you, know, you know if i but, were you i'd yeah. go straight
2: to the you have justified reasons to go to the bar yeah and have i would go to the that. bar
1: then they can figure out who's at fault i mean obviously the 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 executor's at fault but the lawyer they can determine yeah, whether and he then you can sue or is not
2: you can so, make...
0: so what what would we like to do is file a complaint, file a lawsuit. It's in Georgia. File the lawsuit to compel the executor to do his job. In that way, he's accountable to the judge, not just the beneficiaries. Yes. Pardon yeah, me. And
2: then, yes, correct. And then take him to court if necessary. But, but, but in 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 any respect you'll be successful, I believe.
0: Do you see any timing around this?
2: Oh, God, it could be, it could, well, mm. uh, you know, you, you may have to allow six months, even. at least. But start the mm-hmm. process.
1: It could be a year. But I mean, because things do get backed up and uh,
2: It's not going to happen tomorrow. No. No. But, you know, you, you could allow, allow six months for starters.
0: Yeah. Well, we're also considering filing a motion to get a partial distribution so that the beneficiary can pay for the lawsuit. I wouldn't do that. that.
2: I wouldn't do that. that. Don't don't do that because that might be that that will compromise
1: your your case.
2: Don't do that. Just go to the bar and and follow their advice. Well, the advice
0: is to file a lawsuit to compel them to act.
2: Well, yeah, that's fine. But that's fine, but don't, but don't, accept don't the parcel.
1: settlement, and secondly, going to the bar is, gonna, is going to prompt There's an no investigation. There's no settlement.
0: I, I wasn't suggesting a settlement. What I'm suggesting is this is an elderly client that needs money to live on. Right, I, the, I got and that. The, I, and the executor I is trying to hope that both his mother and his uncle die, die so that they don't the, sue him. Yeah.
1: Right. But yeah.
0: accepting
1: a partial settlement you need because to have it directed by the court. it's not that a that settlement.
0: Happens. It's a partial well,
1: distribution yeah. that is. It doesn't matter. The linguistics the, don't matter. We understand. The, yeah, the it part, does. There's a big
0: difference between a settlement and a partial distribution. Well a he's partial entitled to he's entitled to partial distribution under the trust agreement.
1: I'm talking about yeah. well, what we're talking about is
0: distribution
1: settlement, we understand that they are different legal terms. However, a partial distribution could cause a problem. I understand that they need money to live on, but you need to contact the Bar Association. Why hasn't that been done already?
2: There's got to be something set up to to where that partial distribution is contingent upon further payments. She's saying there's something set up in the is already.
0: That, that's the definition of a partial distribution. Oh.
2: Okay. Okay. Then in that regard, in that regard, we then stand corrected. Okay. Yeah, we're correct. We stand corrected in that regard, Teresa. But I would get the bar involved.
0: Okay. Well, thank you Hostel very, bars. very much. We- yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Thank you.
0: Wine bar. All right. have a spectac- Have a spectacular <laughs> weekend.
1: I'm sure it'll be delightful. Thank you. And we are out of time. We're out of time. Back on the air next week. Same time, same place. Bye-bye.